Oh, I recognize that face. You're in trouble, aren't you? Well, I'll take you out to the Outer Rim, but I don't think it's going to do you much good. Why? Well, there's a new bounty hunting group. You haven't heard? There's a two-faced Twi'lek and a pugilist droid. If I were you, I'd do my best to avoid the Salonian captain and the gandroid tech. Better watch your back or you're gonna get wrecked. The riding on the sky on fire. Heading to the edge of the empire. Your number's up and now you gotta pay. Running from the heroes of the Hadian way. Previously on Heroes of the Hydean Way, the crew of the Sky on Fire had come home to a well-earned rest, bloodied, broken, victorious. After tangents and betrayals, they subdued the leader of the Veiled Sorority. They brought down the masked Pirate Queen. Or so they thought. Billy and Barrowin's delivery to Venlana ended with the Queen in a body bag, and left the crew feeling uneasy. Their concerns were substantiated when a message came through. Queen Impostor. Mask fake. Already a new ship had been claimed by the pirates, and another masked figure stepped from the shadows to tell the galaxy that queens do not die. Join us for this week's episode, The Cards We Are Dealt. Welcome to Heroes of the Hydean Way. This is a live play podcast that explores published adventures set in the Fantasy Flight Games Star Wars RPG line. Our current adventure is Mask of the Par Queen, and this is the third intermission episode. And I'm Ben, the GM for this adventure. This Gan's name is Cav. Cav is a bounty hunter, an outlaw tech, the wielder of the Crate's Breath, and parent to five beautiful droid children. I'm Barrowin, and I'm the captain of the Sky on Fire, and leader of this uh, bounty hunting team. I don't technically have any children, but, you know, I do have a crew, so there's that. I am Billy. I am the droid of the team, and hey, I am the humanoid droid of the team that is officially on the payroll and no one's child. That's fair. Thank you. And I am Vistrano. I am the, the, the doctor aboard this particular vessel, and I am here to, you know, remind everyone to proper hygiene and to wash their hands. Cab is still covered in quite a bit of blood. Most of it is Cab's own. I also am covered in blood, and it is also calves. <laughs> but I thank you for the attention. I'm actually not quite certain how you would go about... Uh, does water uh, impact any of your... I'll just leave that to cough. I have my own methods of maintenance, thank you. It's a hose. I would appreciate it if you cleaned up soon, because, like, seeing you two walk around bloody for, like, a week now... <laughs> it's gotten a little troubling it's been a long day (laughs) on some planets have a rotational duration that would make this basically a week i feel like if you could see this uh, vastrana would then do that thing where he puts his hand on barrowin's forehead check whether or not barrowin's feeling okay (laughs) you got a fever (laughs) that's not how you check an animal's temperature that's my secret duck i'm never feeling okay Barrowin's humanoid-shaped-esque. I'm not... Okay. I'm not a doctor, I'm a veterinarian, gosh. 
For this episode, I am going with a Genesis style which is already entered. AKA, there are four light and one dark. Just on account of it didn't seem like a good idea to, or didn't feel like a good idea to roll for one episode. You're walked into the paradise with Vrebo past the club's patrons by Perel and two large beings with mirror shades and suits. Venlan is sitting behind the heavy metal door, her poise looking unflappable, though a little frayed. You see refreshments laid out to the side of the room, and five seats on your side of the conference table. Porel swings their arm, gesturing for the five of you to sit. Uh, Barrowin will sit. Cav collapses into one of the offered chairs. Billy will evenly look at the guards and at Perel, and then sit quite primly but also quite obvious she she is ready to stand up again Vestrano was waiting to see where Billy sat and is going to position himself on the other side of Kav than Billy for best uh, sandwich protection <laughs> his cav are our gooey cream center. Oh, that kind of sandwich. I thought you were meaning protecting sandwiches from cav. No! <laughs> no! The scab would like a sandwich. I was about to say, Baron doesn't mind cav eating on sandwiches. The scab would also like a transfusion. I mean, the... <laughs> I feel like this is becoming one of those logic problems when it's like, Barrowin sits somewhere. <laughs> Billy sits somewhere to cav's right. Mastrano sits somewhere to Cavs left. What's the seating arrangement? Given that there are no yeah. empty seats, where does everyone sit? I'm assuming we were disarmed before we were brought in here. Yes. Yes, you were. Like, well, as much well, as... Well, not you, yeah. Billy, yeah. but I, I, jokes, I mean... Joke's on them. It's, I'm, it's setting as, up yeah. as one... Three of, three of us can't yes. be disarmed. <laughs> yes. All pistols have been confiscated for uh, this meeting. They're in a security box just on the outside next to the Aqualish at the front door. Venlana looks tired and her pleasant demeanor seems to be a bit forced. She nods you before beginning her briefing. New information has come to light concerning the sorority's transmission and it appears to have originated on the planet of Ord Mantel. A consortium response team has been activated on Warpole, Ord Mantel's capital, and is awaiting your arrival. This wasn't the deal. This isn't quite what the deal was, but the deal was for the Pirate Queen's mask as identification for the person being brought in. And the crew delivered. The crew delivered a facsimile. Would one... Perhaps be able to give us the means to discern the truth of a mask, the veracity of it being the correct one, if that was a facsimile. This lead is such a brazen fact, following the attack on our shipping, that the veracity of this being the Pirate Queen herself is quite probable. I am certain that the response team will be able to assist in making sure that the being that you are uh, tracking is indeed the correct person. That's not good enough. 
we did what you asked us to do. It's not our fault that it was uh, a decoy. We can work out a second contract if you want, but we did the job that you hired us for. At quite a bit of cost. Oh, I understand you've faced plenty of dangers in service of the Consortium, and your activities will be well rewarded. We will happily double the agreed-upon compensation if you can successfully complete the next phase of this operation, at which point Vinlana will raise two fingers in motion to uh, Porel, who then clinks down in front of the four of you a credit stack of uh, 1,500 credits. Total or a piece? A piece. And remind me what the original agreed-upon price was. I wrote it down, but that was like three months ago. Uh, the original deal was 10000 10, a piece. And each person got fifteen credit or 1,500 credits uh, to start with up front of that as a retainer. So, just to be clear, the offer now is that we would get another 1500 a piece now and um the and i guess like 17000 a piece at the end if the 15 Correct. comes out of those sums okay and like venlana's sort of sitting back a tiny bit of a smile on her lips laying that sink in should you decide to default on this contract i can guarantee the consortium and tyberson in particular will be quite displeased. Vinlana, can we have the room? By me, I mean the crew, not not you and I. You don't want to be in a room alone with me right now. <laughs> <laughs> I can give you a few moments, yes. And she'll nod to Porel. Porel and the uh, bodyguards will step out into the club, and Vinlana will disappear through a door that seemed to be a part of the wall a moment ago. And is again as soon as she's through. When then Lana and her people have cleared the room, Cav seems to sink in the chair a little bit further, if that's at all possible. I'm not going to make anybody take this job if anybody's un- unhappy with it. I don't see that we have a choice. Captain, I am deeply unhappy with it, but I suppose the best solution is to complete it. I've been around people like this for several years now, and if we try to escape this, we're just going to get in further and some other sort of horrible situation. If we just if we just finish this, then maybe we can get out of it. It's a big galaxy. Lots of places to hide. The consortium has long arms. And a deep, deep pocket. And the consortium knows the crew's names. If we run from this, we're running forever. And you destroy everything that all of you have been working on very hard. Kav will no longer have you know, access to the uh, bounty hunting license, which I know was a, a point of pride. It, it's... I don't see that we have a choice. So the crew is going to apprehend the proper queen and deliver her to be executed by the consortium, like the imposter was. Probably. I dare say perhaps this time we should not agree to meet in such an isolated location should receive payment immediately, and then depart. If the Lady Venlana disagrees, I think it is more indicative of her own duplicity than anything 
else. Whether she's trying to fool us or the consortium, I do not know. There's another problem. The base that the crew assaulted, that was the location that the queen willingly gave up for this deception. The actual queen be a lot more heavily defended. Calf thinks the crew is in over the crew's heads. Well, that's going to knock us back just there. Yeah, I mean, Billy and Barrowin are pretty tall, like, <laughs> you know. <sighs> I'll only take this job if everybody is on board. And nobody should feel bad about uh, wanting to turn it down. We'll deal with that if that's what we do. So, show of hands, who wants to take this job where once is also a stand-in for thinks we should take the job because otherwise we'll die. Barrowin raises her hand. Strano raises his hand. With Cav's face buried in one of their hands, Cav raises the other hand tentatively. Wait, Cav's face palming? This is amazing. I think Cav actually has like one arm on the counter and has Cav's face buried. Like, this is a terrible idea, but there's no better ap- option. With the mangled eye and everything else. Oh, I hate Thalo. Billy? Billy raises a hand. This is a terrible idea, but... Well, that's kind of our brand at this point, isn't it? <laughs> Cav actually cracks a small, terrifying smile. Vestrano, who has been trying to be very uh, stoic, uh, a- allows the corner of his mouth to creep up a little. I do agree completely that we are in over our heads, but in this very moment, I do not think there is anything we can do other than agree and then get back to our ship and try to plan carefully. Vrebo, what do you think? Since the four of you have been talking, Vrebo's been over at the uh, spread that's there, has a glass of some form of wine, and a small plate of cheeses and peas. And as Berwin asks, it's Vrebo's just taking a bite off of the this stick of some form of marbled cheese. It's like, um, well, uh, uh, I will go wherever you go. You are a good crew, and from what I have seen, you have been able to best... Seemingly impossible odds already that you're going for the queen. I am seeing this as revenge as much on your part as the consortium. And at this point, I would fly 3B anywhere. 3B seems quite taken with you as well, Vrigo. Thank you. Although I still wonder how he gets out of his cage. At which point, Vrigo will do the very classic... Uh, finger into the collar kind of thing and uh, yes well I suppose when the chips are down and the odds are bad we might as well go for a high value target Barwin yes should the crew try for more credits to to ensure the crew has the right gear for this next phase of the job I'm going to do what I can to make sure that we start off at the best position that is possible. Cab may make one recommendation. Armor. That's that's a few steps 
down the list of things to do. Let's let's see if we can get Vinlana to give us the money first. I do believe Vinlana probably knows that we can't say no. I do believe Vinlana knows every conversation that goes on in this room. That is a very good point. Then everyone looks at the centerpiece. <laughs> it's a cherub with a with an empty cornucopia that seems perfect for absorbing sound. It's just a bare microphone. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a bare microphone. It's in a, a to, to be fair, it's in a potted plant, but it's just there with <laughs> leaves. All right, we're gonna do this then. We're done. And when you do that, Vinlana comes in, and Perel on their own comes in through the other door. Oh, Freebo. Oh, Will you please pour me a tumbler of Corellian whiskey? Neat? Oh, oh, yes, Vinlana. And he will proceed to do so. So, Berwin of the Sky on Fire, what is your answer? We'll accept this modification of the contract under a few additional conditions. And what might those be? First, the, the real queen is likely to be more heavily guarded than the one that we apprehended, so... We may need more credits up front than this. For the current contract, I'm not entirely certain what I can do. Though, you have done a side benefit to uh, the consortium of clearing out a pirate's nest in our own backyard. And returning disruptors to you. And returning disruptors to us. Both are a great service to us. I would be remiss if not to give a a fee for this I would propose a 10,000 credit payment for the clearing of the pirate base and a 1,500 credit return for the disruptors that you have returned to us all of that now Venlana raises her hand and gives a two-fingered salute to Perel like more of a go do and very quickly the metal door opens and then setting down Poro the Twilight leans over Berwin's shoulder and places the stacks of credit chits in front of uh, Berwin totaling the 11th thousand five hundred credits all right second condition we want to make sure that payment is simultaneous with delivery this time we don't hand over the queen until we have credits in hand i do see how that could be an issue for you oh really how how insightful banking does take some time usually but we shall be prepared this next time It'll take us at least a little while to get to Ord Mantel. That should give you plenty of time. By my calculations, it should be ten days there and ten days back, going by the Selling Corridor and the Selion Spur. When you arrive here again, after signaling a successful hunt, when you walk through that door, you will see your payment. Okay. I think that's agreeable, then. Wonderful. Now... All of your fees for docking and resupply will be taken completely care of. Not charged against you at all. 
Get any supplies that you have to, and get to Ordmantel as quick as you can. There's going to be another attack on consortium ships soon, and they haven't stopped yet, and their vendetta will be their death. At that point, Vinlana gets a chirp on her data pad, which she'll look with a faint smile to Perel and nod. Your contact on Warpool is a Toydarian by the name of Janda. They'll be ready for you when you get there. They're gathering information as we speak on how to get into the sorority's lair. Cab has a question. In order to save time, could Venlana direct the crew to locations where the crew could acquire laminate and grenades? Pura will see to it. Thank you for continuing to do this contract with us. I understand that your patience has been tried. May this be resolved to everyone's satisfaction. Barrowin's just gonna stand up and leave. Waiting, of course, for the rest of the crew. Cav stands up and almost falls over. But fortunately, Billy and Vistrano both catch Cav, (laughs) keeping them upright as we start to depart. Yes, I, I accept this. Billy will will trail out after everyone just to keep an eye on what's going on kind of around but follows dutifully. Okay. Um if you're doing that, can I get a just on account of it's a slow amount of or a short amount of time, can I get a I don't know, hard perception check off of Billy? I would also accept vigilance. Okay, so my super nerds here. Three green or a yellow and a green? Uh, I would do three green. Especially considering you've got four destiny points. Three green and a flip. Two green, one yellow, three purple. Two success, one threat. As you're walking out, since Billy's the one to bring up the rear, you can see Venlana sort of slouching back in uh, her chair. It's looking like this is... You're catching this like as the door's closing, that... She's pretty sure that no one can actually see her at this point, but it's mostly because of your droid senses that you're able to catch this. But yeah, she's slumping back, and it's looking like she is about as frazzled as most of the rest of the hero crew. Um, Since I got two success, is there any inclination of, like where that specific stress is coming from, or...? Harkening back to the first role for Knowledge Underworld, you're able to infer that she has had some recent dealings with Tiberzon himself, and he has been threatening. And for the one threat, I'm going to go with, as Billy's head is turning around... You catch the eye of Perel, and he looks up and glares for a moment, and then you continue on out. As you get to the Aquilish at the front door, pretty much as you're stepping through, you almost don't even have to break stride. It's like into hand, blaster pistol, blaster pistol, weird sci-fi thingy, <laughs> and... I like that they bothered to confiscate that from her. To, to be fair, Cav has done some damage with it. Cav has shut down a force field that might have led to the death of several individuals in our previous hunt. Yeah, but they don't know that. 
It is a much storied thing. Well, you know, Cap talks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'll give you that. When you get back to your hangar, you see the lighting turned down and the bay looks much more cluttered than it had been. Can I get a... This can be a group. Uh, two purple, one setback perception check. I don't know if this is going to be the best in the party, but Cavs, uh, droids, if they are around, have a perception skill rank of two. I have three green in perception, so... Same. So those those two things could be combined then, right? Yeah. Skill and ability. Uh, so uh, I'm going to let one of you take it then, since this is just uh, minions assisting. How difficult? Uh, two purple, one setback. Two purple, one setback, right? Britt, you want to roll that? Do Salonians have some weird dark light thing? Uh, yes, yeah, Salonians remove all setbacks due to darkness. As long as they're not in... But um, she has a cunning of one. <laughs> as long as they're not in pitch darkness. Yeah, no, this is not pitch darkness, and that is where the setback is coming from. I mean, do we? can we get that benefit if Erwin is just part of the group check, even though we're not using either of her numbers? I was assuming Christine's so. right. I've got, I've got a one and a one, so in terms of the characteristic and the skill. So I, I don't have even the even tied for the best on either of those. Yeah. It's a group. But I've always sort of assumed with like a group check that even if you aren't the best, whatever you bring to the uh group is still part of the group. So it's yellow, yellow, green, purple, purple, red? Just purple, purple. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, I think maybe just my paranoia just like Made that red in my head. I'll make it harder for us, darling. <laughs> okay. It's fair. I have rolled, oh, one success. That's it. <laughs> That's still successful. All right. So as you're looking in, it's kind of hard to see in the dark light, but you're able to see. There's a gang that looks like a bunch of hard scrabble sorts. You've got Rodians, Nikto, Zabrik, Trandoshans, each with a tanned hide jacket and each with a simian figure on the back with a raised fist dripping in blood emblazoned on it. They have surrounded the sky on fire, and a group is, I guess, posturing in front of where the landing ramp would come down. Hey, we know you're in there. Get out here and face justice for a member, or we'll torture your ship. He's shouting at the ship? Yeah, he's shouting at the ship. How many? There seems to be about 20 all told. Like they're doing a loose ring around the uh, landing struts of the sky on fire. So I know that was a group check, but I I feel like if ostensibly I I noticed that all happening, I would definitely put my arm out and like in front of Kav, like that like kind of like stop short thing. Like, shh, and then, you know. Do like a shush motion. Cab's eyes can't widen, but if they could. <laughs> As you scan the crowd, you can see many of them with blaster pistols drawn or of makeshift clubs in hand. When you draw their attention, they turn to Barrowin. Unless you're looking for our rabbit, um, whoever you want is not inside that ship. Oh, there she is. Miss Big Shot Space Fuzz. Since thinks she's better than us. Well, we're here to teach her a lesson. Ready, my peeps? So are these, like, just 
a bunch of loser-looking thugs? Is anybody more impressive-looking than anybody else? Um, the one who's talking looks to be a somewhat burly Aqualish. The big walrus tooth guys. Or walrus face guys. Otherwise, not so much. It just look. You kind of... Now you get a success on the perception. Uh, so the outfit and the colors look like uh, the people who were protecting Graf's place. <sighs> um, what is this about, exactly? This is not the day that you want to test my patience. We so down there that you don't even remember us and ours? Should I? And it's at that point where the Aqualish is uh, kind of doing the harumph of uh, kind of like Panda Baba, raising a blaster pistol, or at least starting to, and that's ex- at that exact moment. Snap. The lights across a hangar bay blink off. The hangar bay door across the docking bay it has three squat shapes silhouetted with flowing robes, and the front one has a glowing red edge on their blade. A very distinctive style of breathing fills the hangar louder than you thought possible. Uh You have trespassed on spaceport lands. You have 30 seconds to vacate this hangar before we are forced to rectify this situation. I kind of want to get a discipline check off of the four of you. Is there any chance I can get off a trust the captain action before uh, we do this? Because it specifically buffs discipline and... You know, with what you were doing with the other characters, sure, I'll go with it. So this is a hard leadership action. Because my presence is now higher... Ben, do you want to do anything to my uh, difficulty here? Not at this time, no. Dead gum. Oh. Oh. So I come out with two successes and one triumph. Uh, the base effect of this talent is that allies within short range um, gain extra discipline ranks equal to the number of ranks that I have in Trust the Captain, which right now is just one. So extra, so if we already have discipline ranks, it adds to that. Uh, correct. That That is my understanding. Sounds good to me. Does the triumph do anything special? Not prescripted by the talent, I don't think. Maybe you can give a, treat it as an upgrade to one of, uh, one ally of your choices check. Or boosts all around. Uh, nope, it's just, ex- it's just the, uh, added discipline ranks for the rest of the encounter. So, yeah, with the triumph, uh, I would I would definitely just like to, to get some effect that represents Barrow and sort of I- imparting to the rest of the group that, exasperated though she is, this has, if anything, sort of increased her resolve to be a good leader and take care of everybody, even in the face of 20 <laughs> gang members. You know what? I am... I'm kind of feeling somewhat on the generous side with this. I don't know if it's actually that generous. But I'm going to go with that you're right at the sky on fire. You're in your home hangar. 
Berlin's exuding this. It was a successful role, has a triumph on it. So I'm going to go with the four of you don't have to make the role. Ooh. Okay. That they trust you as that much. I also forgot to add my pride and joy. Dad, <laughs> Brandon. The one time, Brandon. I'm my own worst enemy. <laughs> Literally the one time. I got so excited about using Trust the Captain for like the one time that it would be useful. The lights flicker on and off. And there are three Gans standing before you. All three in robes and breath masks. The front one with mottled olive green. Another with coffee skin. And the last with purple stripes running front to back. The leading edge of a polearm starts to fade. The one with purple stripes appears to be petting something. Did they get our bunny? The coffee-skinned one shakes their head and turns to the olive-skinned one, raising a claw to their forehead. The olive-skinned one steps forward, voice still bellowing. Gend of the Cav Clan, we are here for you. Cav looks like Cav is about to pass out. Your exploits have reached Gend. And now it is time for your accounting to take place. It has been supposed that you are a licensed bounty hunter. Having gone through the intake for the guild, and have trained under the knowledgeable hunter, Berwin of the Sky on Fire, we three are here to extend from Gand to the Gand of the Cav Clan. Recognition. I, Vestrock have examined two of the bounties and confirmed that they were done with honor. The capture of Kano of the Cause Clan on Boz Pity, with return to Gracchus of the Hut Clan, was done correctly. The containment and return of the prized puffer pigs and the apprehension of the Celestin Ifri of the Nehra Clan was done correctly. Cap gulps. Cav... Spares a glance toward the 20 gang members standing around and then is going to start approaching the gathered gand. And I don't know what exactly the would be a respectful gesture to to other gand. Um, I think I almost feel like this is almost kind of like a knighting sort of thing in a way, because this is a big deal for gand. So I think Cav's going to drop mm-hmm. down to one knee in front of them, head bowed low. Well, well, here's the question. I had had my arm out in front of Kav protectively. So did you just push by that <laughs> like har- harshly or just dismissively? Actually, what I think Kav will do is Kav is going to uh, to take Vastrano's uh, hand for a moment and say, It's, it's okay, okay, Vastrano. Then we'll let go and then start approaching. As Kav starts to approach, the... Gang takes a look at Cav, who looks immensely the worse for wear. The Aquilish goes from Cav to the Three Gand, led by Vestrock, and then to Vestrano, Billy, and finally Berowin. Their eyes are wide as saucers. And the Aquilish is the last one to break and run. Well, this is portentous. And as Cav comes over and kneels, the 
coffee-skinned one steps forward and looks to Kev. Dan Clan Kev, I, Lane Trugger, investigated the return of the Bith Accountant Ellis, Clan Nisser to Gracchus the Hut, and found that the apprehension method was unique, but it was legal and appropriate. And the last gand, this one with a dark purple skin and light purple stripes going from the back of the eyes all the way back to the back of the head, uh, steps forward. You can see that they're still petting something, which then has a blue head with these little ears, or big ears, pop up, and you see 3B in their sort of cradled arms as they're petting uh, 3B with their claws. Freebo, you and I are going to have a discussion when we get back aboard the ship. But this wasn't me. Gand of the Cav Clan. I, Yiffer Fuzz, have investigated three of your deeds, two of which bring us here. The apprehension of the Duros now Lug, with the help of the Twi'lek Verin of the Afa Clan and their droid, one three stroke, one leth leth. You were able to apprehend this killer and return them for their imperial bounty that was recognized by the Hunter's Guild. While investigating the aforementioned bounty, I found Vern Clan Alpha to be amenable to giving details for your fifth bounty, the stopping of the Spice Baron Bandon Doba. This was done with a very uncommon fashion, but after confirmation with Thakba the Hut, it has been seen that the Bounty Hunter's license has been issued for work that has been done properly and with respect to the rules and traditions. It has been the finding of the Councils of Gand that this Gand of the Cav Clan is allowed to use their name as they wander the paths of the Miss. It is a pleasure to be one of those who are delivering the message of the Miss. We require the knowledge of your name so it can be recorded in the halls of the Miss. Cav is still kneeling pretty shakily, as pale as a Gan can get. Cav finally lifts Cav's head to look at these three gathered Gand. And Cav looks to, to each of them. That's Blaine Yifnor. This Gand is Ilan Cav of the Cav clan. It is good to meet you, Ilan. The Miss have shown us quite a path to finding you here. Thank you. Cav stands up, almost falls over again, but then steadies, steadies themselves and uh, stands up straight up to their five foot nothing height. Cav did not think the council would attract. Uh, or would, would come to Cav, Cav, or this can't, or this will take some getting used to. It always does. This transition as you molt into your new self shall be one of great opportunity for you. And then, this being Yifnor, they're sort of scratching 3B in between the ears, and then 
looks down, looks over at Billy, walks over, and then carefully hands 3B over to Billy. Thank you. Might I make an inquiry? Absolutely. You stated you had discussed the final bounty with one Vorin of the Alpha Clan. Might I ask how he was? When last I had seen Vorin of the Alpha Clan, he was doing well in the Anoet sector, with a new crew that seems to be of a certain flair that matches his own. The Chatterfan is very, very unique. Thank you for this information. Peace go with you as you travel. And with you. Before Vaslane and Vifnor leave, the Scand has another question. What about the Scand's crimes? Glinkev, I have also investigated that which you refer to as crimes. And the Councils of the Mist have understood the reasoning behind the acquisition that you had created. The acquisition of the bounty was done in such a timely fashion that it was the only path forward that the Miss presented. For this, and because of this, they do not consider this a crime against Gand, and this shall not be held against you in the future. It is because of Ilin's honesty and explanation that the councils believe so. Ilin apologizes that Ilin's letter was perhaps a bit harsh, but Ilin is grateful that the council has seen Ilin's point. The message may have been passionate, but it most certainly was not incorrect. And this consideration has been forthright in the decision of the clans of the Miss. Cav smiles, nods, and looks to them and asks, asks, Would Vest, Lane, and Vifnor like to stay for biscuits? Vifnor's just smiling. Uh, Lane, again, is face-palming. And uh, it just sort of seems to be Lane's uh, permanent f- fixture, like one claw on over an eye, just <laughs> shaking their head. Like, uh, these Gand, what did these Gand do? And Vess is trying to look very proper, very uh, snootish, but then nods. Yes, Ilin of the Kev clan. I would consume some of your biscuits. Berwin, would Berwin make biscuits for Cav's friends? Should it not be Illin's friends? Yes, Illin's friends. This is going to take Cav Illin some getting used to. Of course, that's. I'm sure we have enough, probably. Cav grins wide. Is Cav going to show them her room? Their room. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they've got to do something while Berwin makes them all snacks. <laughs> These are Cav's children. Uh, this is uh, this is Ilan's uh, weapon. It was made with a basilisk basilisk's help. Cav has lit many beings on fire with it. At which point, Vess is just going to go ooh, <laughs> fade. Just as Vess, Lane, and Yifnor 
are are heading down the ramp. Three bees bouncing in their enclosure properly this time. And there's Rebo uh, relaxing against uh, one of the lounged couches. I'm not quite sure what Berwin and Vastrano are up to, or Billy, or Kev. I mean, based on that intro thing, probably taking a shower. <laughs> I, I, technically, I need the whole party. Oh, though. okay. Uh, I need the parties that are not Vrebo. I'm sorry, I did not count Vrebo into this. No, I'm just... He's on the ship. I'm just sort of figuring he'd be there. So is, are to. we after a time jump? Is that what's happening? Yeah, after, like... We're in hyperspace. Yeah. Sure, that works. Like, Barrowin's yeah. cleaning up the kitchen, I guess. I'm just... Furiously entering stuff into a databed. Billy's shuffling cards. Uh, Cav uh, or Ilan comes out of the workshop. <laughs> uh, I, I'm going to mess it up a lot. I'm just going to roll with it because it's new to new to them as well. Good. Walks over and retrieves one of the last biscuits on uh, one of the trays. Barwin has not yet cleaned off, and sits down heavily uh, beside Billy in our little living space. And while Cav is eating the biscuit, which does not take long, Cav is watching Billy shuffle the cards. And then uh, they look up at Billy and ask, Billy, will you tell the crew's fortunes? Billy shuffles, pauses, looks down. Cav, uh, pardon, Ilan, you are aware that most traditional belief systems dictate only organics possess such abilities needed to do so. Is Billy implying that Billy does not have a soul? Because Cat does not believe that. Billy may not be organic, but Billy is alive. And Billy has a gift for this sort of thing. Barwin, come here! Billy just kind of bobs her head back and forth thoughtfully. Vistrano, as soon as as Kav asked Billy the question, just looked up with raised eyebrows at them from his data pad. Mild concern face. Barrowin will come in from the kitchen, uh, drying off her paws. <laughs> Wearing her, her apron? No, no, the apron is off. Oh, It's hanging in the kitchen. So, so Billy will kind of look at everyone. She's got Kav to her left, and then Vistrano and the captain across, and she'll do shuffle a couple of flourishes here and there. These cards are show cards. They are These are not the cards that she gives away. These are the cards that came with her when she was from when she was actually at the table. These are her main link to where she came from. So shuffle, shuffle, kind of looks, and then she tosses a card to Cav, the captain, and Vistrano, and nods. Examine them. Very gingerly pick it up. It's not going to bite. No, these these cards, well, actually, they, they can deliver a small electric charge. Oh. Ooh. <laughs> that is... Perhaps you should just reveal them on the table. Cav very dramatically slaps their card down on the table uh, face up. Traditionally, there are four suits to sabat cards. The sabers, the flasks, the coins, and the staves. Those who use them for such things as fortune-telling will often link such things 
to intent or motivation of some variety. Sabers, uh, often connected with combat. Flasks are supplies, food, uh, general wellness. Coins are, shockingly, credits. And staves work or, or purpose. She looks in front of you. We've got Vistrano has an ace of sabers. Berwin has a five of coins. And Cav has a two of flasks. So we see perhaps that Vistrano is or will be a gifted fighter or a required fighter in the near future. Berwin has some means. And Cav, perhaps you have biscuits. Then dramatically, she, she waves a hand over all three, like one, two, three. And as she waves it, the surge happens and the cards change. Cavs has changed to the idiot. Oh. <laughs> Vistrano's to the ace of coins. And Barrowin's to the evil one. Billy looks at these. And she she can't really smile, but she has a, a, a lighter tone. Barrowin's card is a Deveronian. <laughs> yeah, this is a very racist deck. <laughs> oh, no. Well, it came from probably like a hut's den or something, so why not? Cav, those your yours your card is commonly known as the idiot. It is not necessarily a poor card to have. There are numerous things. Its value is zero, but that lends flexibility to one's hand. Vistrano, you now have the ace of coins, which is a high value of coins. So perhaps Vistrano will come to some uh pecuniary benefit. Does Barrowin's card mean Barrowin's going to die? Barrowin's card is regarded as an ill fate or an ill omen. Perhaps an event or occurrence that will happen or a possession that will become dangerous. So I just shouldn't let Illin fly the ship. Is that what I'm getting out of this? Who? Who? Oh. <laughs> that is an advisement one, one must take to oneself, I believe, Captain. What about you, Billy? Don't you want to know your fortune? I I do not know how much faith I would put in the randomized displays of Where are the cards, cards. right now? Uh, well, your cards are all still in front of you. Right, where's the deck? In her hand. Like, one deck is in her hand, and then... Uh, Barrowin will look at Illin and give a small nod of, of like, a, a, a go-ahead-and-do-the-thing nod even though the thing has not been discussed before. And she'll probably have to nod a second time with like a little more of an insistent like pointed glance at the deck. Cav nods and then tries to do like an exaggerated like stretch and then tries to go for uh, a card. <laughs> and plucking it from the, the deck, Cav is going to lay it face up in front of Billy. We'll say that she gets the Mistress of Staves. This this would be a display of effort, work towards some end. Uh, I, I do not know what it would become, or this could be... I do not know. If you would like me to include myself, allow me to deal again. She kind of looks around like, that legit, guys? Will you let me do that? Go ahead. She gathers a card and shuffles. She doesn't do any fancy things this time. She just shuffles... You know, straighten, shuffle, straighten, shuffles. And then she deals out one to each member of the party. 
As they are revealed, there is a nine of coins, the card of balance, an ace of flasks, and a ten of sabers. So that would be Cav, Barrowin, Vistrano, Billy. This would be perhaps where we are now. Uh, we have fortunes to move forward. We have a balance of our party and an accord amongst us. Ace of flasks. We are well prepared as well as we can be. And ten of sabers, we are heading to some no small battle. But, and she does the hand wave again, which is 100% drama because all she does is emanate a pulse. <laughs> and it changes the cards. And as the, as the cards change, we see a seven of staves, a two of flasks, a four of coins, and in front of Billy, a demise. And you see her eyes kind of flicker slightly. This does not bode well. We went from Sabak, a value of 23, to a bomb, a value of zero. Perhaps we should make our own fortunes and see what may face us. Thank you for listening to this episode of Heroes of the Hydean Way. You can find show updates on Twitter at The Hydean Way, and you can find me, Ben, on Twitter at Deuterium Ice. You can find me, Christine, and Ilan on Twitter at Twelfth Night. That's one, two, TH, Night with a K. Uh, you can find me, Brandon, on Twitter at Blue of the Kin. You can find Leslie, um, a value of zero, at uh, <laughs> GS. Uh, you can find me and the uh, the concerned face I had plastered for this entire episode at Atomic Firebird. I love your concerned face. It's it's very concerned the the whole time. And we are at thehydeanway.com, where you can find previous episodes and our sister podcast, Tales from the Hydean Way. Our podcasts are on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, and Google Podcasts, where you can find more episodes and help us out by rating and reviewing the show. We're also on Facebook as Heroes of the Hydean Way. You can holocom us at heroes at com. If you like what we do and want to support the show, you can find us at patreon.com slash thehydeanway. Or you can donate a coffee to us at ko-fi.com slash thehydeanway. And some of us really need it because we record this kind of late.